when God decided to take on human flesh? No wonder the shepherds ran, wouldn't you? No wonder the wise men bowed down and worshiped, wouldn't you? No wonder Mary sat there and pondered these incredible things, wouldn't you? No wonder Simeon, as he held the baby Jesus says, I can die now, I can die now because my eyes have seen your salvation, wouldn't you? Hey, listen, when you truly hold the Christ child by faith and see him for who he is, you can die too. Because there's nothing else you need in this life. Hi, friends and loved ones. Welcome back to Live in the Light. My name's Craig Turnbull, and in just a few moments, we're going to hear from our teacher, Pastor Robbie Simons, with today's message. But hey, before we do that, let me take an opportunity on behalf of all of us here at Live in the Light to wish you all a very Merry Christmas season. I know it's not actually Christmas Day today, but let me say that this, as a ministry, we're praying for you and praying that God would use this season, this year, to draw your heart to the Lord in such love and such worship. Hey, to help us get in that amazing Christmas spirit, Live in the Light is in the middle of a series describing the incarnation. We're calling it a Live in the Light Christmas. Simply put, we're going to Bethlehem. And today's message takes us to John chapter 1 for some astounding, some amazing, and some astonishing truths. Let's join Pastor Robbie now with today's message. Loved ones, the wonder, the humility, the the humiliation that the word became flesh. And listen, 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 look here, look here, look here. And you know why he came. If you are alive in Christ, you know why he came. Why did he subject himself to such humility and humiliation? He did this because he loves you. And he did this because he was sent to die. You know why he came. Oh, we don't take this for granted. This No, we do not take this for granted. No, we do not casually sing these songs and let it pass over and move on to the real things we want. No, no, we don't do that if we're listening to Christ. If we're filled with God's spirit, we don't do that. We weep for joy over the love and the power of the reality of the incarnation. Thank him, love him, adore him, that he was willing to take on flesh. J.A. Packer, he puts it this way. He says, the divine son became a Jew. The almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, unable to do more than lie and stare and wiggle and make some noises. He needed to be fed and changed and taught to talk and live like any other child. And the more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. the second person of the Trinity, the eternal God, the all-knowing, all-powerful, subjects himself to become one of us. God became man, astounding. I wanna make sure we understand this. Within the doctrine of the incarnation, when Jesus Christ becomes man, he does not cease to be God. He is fully God all times. And in the incarnation, he becomes and takes on fully man as well. 
the fancy theological term for this that theologians have used for many, many years and decades now is this is called the hypostatic union. If you want to sound smart, you can use that and people will be impressed around you. If you want to be humble, you can just say Jesus Christ was, I shouldn't even say that because then some people think they're proud when they say it, so that's not fair if we won't do that. So I'll stick to my notes, okay? So oh, when Jesus Christ says, fully God, fully man, it is also called the hypostatic union. When Jesus Christ becomes flesh, it means that he is one person and he has two natures. Fully God, fully man. He takes on a human body and one does not diminish the other. Remember, he doesn't take on a human body. He takes on all things human, human mind, human emotions, human will. Why does he do this? Why, why fully man? Well, that in every respect, he might identify with us. Because Jesus Christ is fully man, I want you to hear this. That means every single thing you're going through right now, he can relate to and he understands because he is tempted like we are and yet without sin, he chose to become flesh that ultimately he would die for us. And the word became flesh and the word became flesh. Now, hey, hey, when you think about it this way, no wonder the angels sang, huh? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be singing too? When God decided to take on human flesh, no wonder the shepherds ran, wouldn't you? No wonder the wise men bowed down and worshiped, wouldn't you? No wonder Mary sat there and pondered these incredible things, wouldn't you? No wonder Simeon, as he held the baby, Jesus says, I can die now. I can die now because my eyes have seen your salvation. Wouldn't you? Hey, listen, when you truly hold the Christ child by faith and see him for who he is, you can die too because there's nothing else you need in this life. There's nothing else when you know that you hold the Christ child in your arms who will die for your sins, be raised from the dead, that you will never ever die yourself and nothing can separate you from the love of God. When you truly know you are holding the Christ child, you can too say, I am ready to die because all of life has been found in this tiny child, the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ. It's simply astounding, the incarnation. God becomes man, astounding. Secondly, God dwells with man, astonishing, astonishing. Look at verse 14 again. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and dwelt among us. So the words of this verse might be short in length, but wow, are they long and deep in truth and wonder and majesty. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God became flesh what, what, why? To live among his creation, to become a human being and live among those that he created. Again, astonishing. Now, do you see the word dwelt there? The word dwelt there, that is literally how the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Tabernacled among us. Uh, pitched his tent among us. Now, why is that significant? Because if you consider the biblical theology of the tabernacle, Throughout scripture, this starts to blow your mind as well. It starts to feed your heart with love and, and adoration as well. Because what was the Old Testament tabernacle? The Old Testament tabernacle was that which God moved in and lived in with his people. It was the tabernacle that signified and housed the presence of God. So just wrap your mind around the theology that's found in John 1 verse 14 then. The presence of God that was in the tabernacle for those hundreds of years or the temple within the Old Testament 
has now, ready? The presence of God has now been placed in a human body, in the person of Jesus Christ. No wonder then Gabriel said to Mary in Luke chapter one, verse 35, he said, and the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high, an Old Testament term for God, of course, will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called, the only child ever, ever born to be called this. No other child in the history of the world has been born and called holy. The child to be born to you shall be called holy. Holy, why? Because he is the son of God. Because he is the son of God. He chose to tabernacle among us. He chose to dwell among us. So don't you see this again? Again, the biblical theology is so beautiful. The Old Testament tabernacle points forward to the perfect true tabernacle found in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 8 talks all about this and Hebrews 9. If you want to be fired up, if you want to do further study, go read Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 9 and you read about the earthly tent, tabernacle, Old Testament, compared with the true tent or the heavenly tent, the perfect tent, Hebrews 9, in Jesus Christ. God says enough with the temporary and the old covenant. Now the new covenant found in the presence in the true tabernacle, the true tent that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Astonishing. God is dwelling now on earth. The presence of God has made himself visible in terms of taking on human form to save, to redeem, to shine his glory. You tell me how awesome is our God. How awesome is our savior? How, how, how worthy he is of our worship. Just think the presence of God in the flesh dwelling among us. He lived as one of us. I mean, really again, and who would have dreamed or ever foreseen that we could hold God in our hand? And who would have dreamed? Well, God knew what he was going to do. Think about Jesus when he came and he chose to dwell among us. Just think about it. He chose to be born to a woman and all that's involved in human birth. He chose to do that. He grew from infancy. He subjected himself as a toddler that needed to be fed and then grew up towards manhood and have to learn how to walk and, and learn how to read and learn about how to conduct himself. He Bible says he grew in wisdom and stature. This is, this is the eternal God we're talking about right now. And like us, he hungered. He thirsted, he ate, he drank, he grew tired, he got weary, he slept, he marveled, he had emotion, he felt pain, he rejoiced, he wept, he prayed, he read, he suffered, he was tempted, he submitted to the will of his father, and then finally in his human body, which he allowed himself to take on, he suffered severely, he was mocked, he was spit upon, he was beaten, he bled, he died a horrible death on a Roman cross for something he did not do. He was buried. He was raised. All in his human body, he ascended into heaven. And one day soon he will return in his human body to gather his church and to judge the earth. 
All of this because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. All of this he chose. Astonishing. So I couldn't resist. One more Christmas hymn I want you to see. I hope I don't run out of them by Christmas Eve, huh? And there's lots. Christ, Hark the Herald, of course, you know. Christ by high, think of how much of the theology written in this hymn that we're talking about even right now, okay? Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ the everlasting. He was in the beginning with God. He was with, he was God. Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come. And the word became flesh. Offspring of a, vir, a virgin's womb dwelt among us. Veiled in flesh, John 1, 14. The Godhead see, hail the incarnate. Deity. And look at this. Ready? This is for you. This is for you and me right here. Pleased as man with man to dwell. Willingly, pleased. Pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus our Emmanuel. My prayer is you weep. Weep for joy. How come y'all aren't weeping yet? How come? Just joking. I'm just joking. I pray you will, man. Like, hey, this week, man, I sat in my study, overcome, overcome with the, with the, with the beauty, with the love, with the, really? Like, I'm so, I'm so sinful. I'm so wicked. I, I deserve death. I deserve hell. I deserve, I deserve God's, I, I deserve to be separated from God forever, but pleased as man with man to dwell. You came with us because you'll die for us? You'll die for me? That I might live? Really? It's really, really, it's astonishing. Hey, there's some light shining in the room right now and I'm praying that the heat is starting to kind of be turned up as well. The heat of affection, the heat of adoration. I'm telling you right now too, man, this is what you right now, those who are being moved by God's spirit in a certain way and through the service right now, what you are encountering, what you are, as I am even now, as I preach God's holy word, you are encountering the living God. And when you encounter the living God, it makes the rest of the world seem as dung. Are you feeling that even now? Do you understand the glory and the satisfaction and the joy that is found in Jesus? You can't get this anywhere else in the world. You can have all the Christmas presents piled up all you want. You can get the biggest house. You can get the most money you ever want. You can have the best relationships you think you deserve or the best job. It'll never, ever amount to the joy that is found and known in Jesus Christ. When you can sit by yourself in a room with an open Bible and before the living God, honor him and worship him and rejoice in him that he has set you free from sin and death and tears stream down your face and the satisfaction you feel and the joy that you know and the love that overcomes you because your God has drawn near as you draw near to him. Nothing equates, nothing equates with God in the entire universe of our experience in the world compared to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate. This is the power. And this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity as men and women of God who want life at its fullest, the abundant life only found in Jesus Christ. Run from your sin. Who's here? Run from your sin. Turn from your idols. Smash them. Forget your life of sexual immorality. Run from it. 
Turn to the way that is true and right and pure and of Christ. How jealous he is for our love, how much he deserves our love. My challenge for you this Christmas season is when you hear a song like Hark the Herald Angels Sing, maybe in your car, maybe in a shopping mall, maybe wherever my challenge for you is to stop just long enough and close your eyes, maybe not while driving, (laughs) but close your eyes if you can and just consider the words that most of the world will hear and just one ear out the other, but you can stop long enough and just to say, thank you, Jesus Christ. For you were born that you may die, that I may be free. The incarnation, God became man astounding. God dwells with man astonishing. Thirdly, this, the incarnation. God reveals his glory to man. Awesome. Awesome. Now, when I say awesome there, that's not skateboarder awesome, okay? Awesome. Okay, yeah. Hey, no offense, skateboarders, skateboarders, love you. Hey, no offense, no offense, okay? But often it's not too deep of an awesome that's usually used in that context, okay? But this awesome is like, awesome, like it is a sincere, like not my, you know, hamburger is awesome. This is, this is when I see the incarnation, it is awesome, like almost a hushed, stilled, awesome. That's what the Lord deserves. That's what the Lord wants to do. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So the tabernacle, temporary tabernacle of the Old Testament is replaced by the true tabernacle in Jesus Christ. Why? That he might reveal his glory. We might see the glory in so many ways that glory shines into the hearts of men. Second Corinthians 4, 6, God has said, let there be light in darkness has shone light into our hearts that we might see the glory of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, that is awesome. He has revealed his glory. The incarnation puts his glory on a pedestal in a way that's never been shown before. When Jesus Christ dies on the cross, his glory is being shown. When he is raised from the dead, his glory is being shown. The true tent. You know, Moses, Moses said to God, show me your glory. But Moses was warned by God, you can't look too closely or you will die. But now us, loved ones, us, we are gazing upon the incarnation of Christ. And when faith leads to sight, when faith leads to sight, what happens? We behold the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all with unveiled face, listen, listen, we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ from one degree of glory to another. I mean, that just God's word is so awesome. We all with unveiled face, unlike Moses, we can see because of the incarnation, because of Jesus Christ and dying for our sins and raised from the dead, unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image of his son from one degree of glory to another. The disciples on earth with Jesus didn't get it at first. Uh, His glory was veiled enough. And yet there was glimpses of his glory, but then they... They, they would see it. John 1.14, almost certainly in part, is a referring to the transfiguration. And the transfiguration, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John on the mountain. 
and he is transfigured before them in a brilliant white of glory that shines around them in the magnificent display of the deity of Jesus Christ. And remember what, remember what Peter says when Jesus is transfigured before them? Peter says in every account of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Peter says this, he says, Master, it is good that we are here. Bless Peter's heart, huh? You know what he's saying? He's like, I'm terrified of the glory of the Lord, but there's nothing more beautiful than the glory of the Lord. There is no place I want to be than in the glory of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, Master, it is good. It is good that we are here. Yes, it might be terrifying. It is wonderfully terrifying. It is perfectly beautiful. So this Christmas, may we gaze upon the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, loved ones, when you, and we're getting a little taste of it even now, when you gaze upon the true glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is why he came, and why he gives us his spirit even now, when you gaze upon the Lord, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what trial you're in, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, no matter what problem, what doubt, what fear, what fatigue, or what hope you may be looking for, when you gaze upon the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, everything, everything again comes together in the beauty of God. This is, this is what God does. The peace, the hope, the love, the unity of the spirit in our lives. When you gaze upon the glory, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, okay? The reason many of us lack peace is we love our glory more than Christ's glory. And that's why we're so fretting and so worried. That's why we're so disturbed because if truth be told, we don't take time to gaze upon the glory of the Lord. And so then we're left to our own devices and our own version of that, which will never, ever work. This applies to every single person in this room right now. You gaze upon the glory of the Lord. You set your eyes upon him. You make it about him. You trust him. I'm not saying life is easy. I'm not saying there aren't massive issues in this room. There are. I'm saying though, you look at the Lord Jesus Christ and this is when life comes into view. I also want to speak to the lost sinner here today. The lost sinner. And I believe there are some here right now. Your sin, it's killing you. Your sin, it's devastating you. Your sin that is destroying all your joy. To the lost sinner here today in the futility and the darkness of our world and the hopelessness of our society. Our society is so hopeless. It seems so smart and so right sometimes and yet you just give it a few moments. It's so wrong and so done. Listen, listen, lost sinner, lost sinner. Jesus Christ shines into your life and heart this day. Jesus Christ is the answer, is the answer. His glory is the answer to all your fears. Don't you see, don't you see? The purpose of the incarnation was that he was born to die for your sin. I've said it like 10 times in this message. I want you to hear and hear and hear and hear. The lost sinner in the room, do not wait, do not wait. Come to Jesus today. Give your life to Jesus today. Do not wait another moment. Believe and you will see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then you will live. Here's a poem that's written about the gift of Christmas, Jesus Christ. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. 
where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. It says in our text, it says, and we have seen his glory, glories of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. You know, glory in Hebrew, it means weight. We see in the incarnation, the weight of glory, the value of life. So this is why when Simeon, one of my favorite stories of Christmas, you know that if you know me at all, when Simeon's holding baby Jesus, he knows in that moment he's holding the weight of glory. When Peter falls down in the boat with the catch of fish and he's so broken in his sin, but so overcome with what the glory, he knows he's bowing before the weight of glory. When the Roman soldier who watched Jesus die and the the sky gets dark and the earth begins to quake. He knows he's watching the weight of glory die. When Thomas, who had doubted, and he sets his eyes upon the risen Jesus Christ and his scars and wounds to prove that he has risen, Thomas in that moment knows his eyes have been set upon the weight of glory and he says, my Lord, oh my God, there's nothing like setting your eyes upon the true weight of glory. And why did Jesus Christ come? He came to reveal his glory that we might say, awesome, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the Father, the only son, the one and only Jesus Christ, God incarnate, Lord of glory. No wonder then the angels sang, glory to God in the highest. Glory, because what else can you say? It's the beauty and the power of the incarnation. So, There's the light shining right now, man, upon us as a church. And now we pray with that light will come heat, the heat of affection and adoration for the God, the one God who is worthy of our praise. Let's pray. That's my my request, Lord. Tears of thankfulness and joy over the doctrine of the incarnation. Light, shining, heat-producing truth. Father, I beg you that you will save souls today. I ask you that you have revealed yourself already to different hearts in this room right now or those listening, and you will call them from death to life. You will allow them to see the death of sin and to see the life of Christ. I pray for the first time ever they have known that the word became flesh and dwelt among us to show us his glory, full of grace and truth, that we might truly live. Oh Lord, would you give the gift of faith? Why? That one more life, many more lives would be used to give you glory. You're the answer, Jesus Christ. You are the answer. And so I pray even now, we can sing with the angels too. Glory to God. Wow, well, an encouraging message for sure. We pray God has done just that in your heart, encouraged you as you have found your face fixed again at the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loved ones, if God's been stirring in your heart and you'd love to share it, reach out to maybe the Live in the Light team and maybe share a word of encouragement or even to grab a copy of today's message, make sure you visit us online at liveinthelight.ca. That's liveinthelight.ca. Or you can phone us up at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-22-LIGHT. Hey, Live in the Light listeners, Robbie Simons here. Hey, let me just say thank you so much 
for tuning in. I get to meet so many of you so often. I'm just so encouraged of how blessed you are by God's word and your love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we just want to say at this time of year, of course, it's our financial year end. And this is such a big opportunity for us that we want to continue to see God's word go forward. And, you know, we know and that you know that we need your support to do that. Financially, this is such a big deal. We are supported by you. And so I just want to encourage you right now, you prayerfully just ask the Lord, if you've been blessed by this ministry, and if God would lead you, that you would give generously uh, to this ministry to see more and more people reached again uh, across uh, this land. It's so needed. The word of God is the difference. And so we're here just again, there's no other agenda other than the gospel to go forward. So one of the ways you can do that is to join us as a power partner in this ministry, and that's committing to a small amount each month. Again, to see God's truth be heard across many, many lives. Livingthelight.ca is our address. Again, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for your encouragement. And thank you for believing again in this ministry. God bless you today. Thanks for joining us today, listeners. We hope you join us again next time here on Live in the Light.